Hello, you're very welcome here to Purple Psychology Podcast. You're here with Melanie Hoskin and Dr. Nisha O'Reilly. You're very welcome, Nisha. Hello. Um, today we're talking about perfectionism. So I think that a lot of ears are going to be glued listening about this, all those perfect people out there. Um, perfect, perfectionism, what is it, Nisha? It's the need to do something really well. Is it good or bad, Nisha? Well, the reason I'm recording this is because people always apologise to me for being a perfectionist. And a lot of people ask me for coping strategies on not being a perfectionist. I see it as a positive thing. I always give it a positive spin. And it, it, it's natural for some people to be perfectionists. And I don't make people into something they're not. Okay. So therefore it has to be positive. So when can it be negative? When it starts to be about control and it starts to be not about you but about controlling how somebody else works but not how you work. Explain that more. Okay. Perfectionists, the reason that they're perfectionists is because they have a set of internal benchmarks and very high standards and so they try to do something to those very high standards which makes them very conscientious and makes them very good at things. And so mm. a lot of perfectionists are very good at very detailed jobs. Mm. And so you'll see that perfectionists will go towards certain fields and, and they'll just keep a, a really close eye on the attention to detail in, in mm. all of the aspects of a, of a project, mm. which is very useful. When perfectionism is about in a relationship, for instance, and you start to try and control another partner, like you didn't do that well enough, you didn't cook that the way I cook it, you didn't do the way I do it, you didn't set the table the way I set it, you didn't, you didn't do things in a, in a certain way to my certain standards. That's quite negative mm. because, well, for me, I think you need to decide before you get into a relationship and you start living with somebody mm. whether or not you both have the same standards and the same ideas. But also, if you're in a healthy relationship and you have decided to be with somebody quite different to you, you need to respect that they have their own way of doing things mm. and, and their own standards and their own way of producing something. And if they cook dinner slightly differently or they mix the salad dressing with different ingredients to how you do it, that there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Um, so that's when I see it, because that's about control. It's not about perfectionism. Yeah, it's about power and control now. Yeah. Totally. And do perfectionists expect other people to be as perfect at, or as conscientious, so to speak, as they are? Well, I think that's why people sort of see perfectionism as, as a negative. Whereas it, it depends how you go about something. If perfectionism is about you having very high standards and being very conscientious, um, it's a good thing. It's, it's bad if I work with some students and I see that their perfectionism is a need to really um, impress somebody else or that there's um, a relationship that's not right in their life and that they always feel that what they produce is not good enough for somebody else. That's a different side of things and people can put themselves under huge pressure. And I've had students stay up until 2 o'clock in the morning and fall asleep in their school uniform and all sorts of things because they're trying to prove something to somebody else and that's mm. quite negative. So that's not about perfectionism but, mm. but somebody might see it that way. Yeah. Um, but having high standards and being conscientious and wanting to do your best at something is a, is a positive trait. Yeah. Um, and you should be able to use that well. Being tidy is a trait, and some people are tidy or they're not. Um, being a good cook is a trait or a talent. Liking aesthetics is, is a need and an understanding, which is a sort of a creative mind, and it's a bit different, and not everybody gets aesthetics. So those things are all very different, but they're all labelled under perfectionism. Okay. Um, and when they start to be not about your standards, 
but by someone else's standards. Mm. That's mm. that's different. That's control. Okay. All right. So there should be an internal benchmark in terms of how you rate your own perfectionism or your... Yeah, so it is. And that's why all introverts are perfectionists. I was just going to ask that question. Yeah. You're right. So explain that. How? Why are all introverts? Why do you say all introverts? Because Every one of them. Yeah, because introverts take their own judgments and their own decisions based on their own internal benchmarks. By definition, that's what an introvert is because they're internalised. Hmm. Whereas an extrovert bases themselves on everyone else and on the external environment. So extroverts are generally people pleasers. Hmm. So you can, um, you can quite often be a people pleaser and try to be a perfectionist to keep up to that to a certain level. So, so the stuff that you tend to want to be perfect about is usually mm. to be delivered to somebody else. Mm. It's not because you have to have it perfect. Mm. So um, like introverts will never feel that their grades are good enough because they have an internal benchmark that has to be good enough okay. for them, yeah. whereas an extrovert will base their grades on what everyone else got in the class okay. and decide where they are in the pecking order. Okay, so that's how they rate themselves. That's yeah. how they grade themselves, basically. Yeah is how they measure up with other people. Yeah. And is this so for all extroverts, or do some extroverts have that internal benchmark that they, they it's, it's more of a personal... There are more introverted extroverts. There are people who are a bit more self-contained, and I suppose um, a bit more private, and who don't quite live in the outer sphere. So there, there are a few that are, that are slightly different. But generally, their motivations for wanting to do something perfect is driven by something else. Okay. How can we change the focus when perfectionism becomes negative? I try to make the focus about what the person is delivering themselves. So whether it's mm. a, a workplace, an attention to detail in their work, a standard of work, and... Um, a, a good process for maybe critiquing and um, it can get a, it can be a stumbling block for people in creative um, because they can be over critical of their own work mm. so whether it's writing or artistics or photographs or videos or whatever it is that they're producing mm. so in a creative environment it can be um, it can be a stumbling block and people have to realize that they have to maybe try something and perfect it that it's better to produce something to not to limit yourself and not produce anything, that mm. there's a process to producing mm. work. So that's good. Um, another way of doing it is to make people um, care a lot about their own image and their um, appearance, mm. which is based more on their own self-worth and their self-value, so that they mm. feel better about themselves if there's an element of them needing to control other people, mm. that they're not doing that. And that's also making them more accountable and it's putting forward a better image of themselves, mm. which will stand in their favour too. Mm. So that, that can change the focus as well. Mm. And what would you say to people who, who are experiencing that kind of negative element of perfectionism? Well, it's usually driven by, by something else. And sometimes they haven't taken value for their skills and that they're very good and very applicable to certain types of jobs. Mm. Um, and so I've encouraged people to go back and maybe do courses or go and work in an area that's very specific to their mindset, to their attention to detail. Mm. Um, and maybe they haven't been utilising that talent. Because mm. it, it is a talent to have that much focus and that much attention to detail in certain mm. ways in certain mm. areas. And only certain people have it. So, so in that sense, I've really um, got people to use it rather than take, just see it as a bad thing. Okay. 
So it can be turned around. Totally. Okay. Okay. This is Purple Psychology Podcast. You were listening to Melanie Hoskin and, of course, Dr. Nisha O'Reilly. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you.